Hey guys, I'm Chantel. And I'm Chris. And this is Forgotten Fridays. Hey guys, we are back and ready to take on this week's case, the case of Donna K. Cloud. Donna was a beautiful young woman with her whole life ahead of her. She was 19 years old and a mother of a three-year-old son at the time of her disappearance. Her case is confusing, and one of the closest people in her life have been the center of suspicion in many people's eyes. Mm. Ooh, this sounds this sounds fishy already. I just wish it wasn't another mom. I just wish it wasn't another mom. These are always so sad. I know, right? Well, Donna was last seen in Splendora, Texas on October 25th, 2016. Her and her son had recently moved in with her father. Being a teen mom wasn't easy, and Donna had faced some struggles prior to her disappearance. It was noted she had an abusive ex-boyfriend, but I couldn't verify if it was her child's father or not. Again, you know, these stories just, they always have similar elements going on, because this is very reminiscent to the last one that we had uh, went over. Mm -hmm. It really is, and it's always some abusive dude involved. I'm sick of that. Donna had told her father she was going on a blind date with a man she met on Facebook. However, I did find a woman claiming to be her sister, and she said Donna was actually talking to a man on a dating site, not Facebook. And there was never a Facebook message found with a man from that day either. Oh, no. Not online dating. I've never trusted online dating. It just... Everything about it seems fishy. And blind dates to me, I am—I got too many trust issues for blind dates. I got to at least know what you look like, what you smell like, what you wear, what you're doing, who, who your mom's is, dad, family, <laughs> all of it. No, seriously. It should also be noted that later it would come out that the story given about the blind date was untrue. And really, Donna's father asked her to leave after they had an argument. Two men apparently picked her up, and one of them said he dropped her off back at home safe later that evening. Doesn't that sound fishy? Okay, yeah, this story is taking a left turn. Dad is kicking her out, at the, but it's a lie that she, with the dating stuff, Facebook was already a lie. This just... It's getting worse stuff? and worse. Mm-hmm. According to the family, Donna and the man were supposed to have dinner at the Texas Roadhouse, but when investigators checked, there was no positive confirmation. That's where she went. No one remembered serving her, and she wasn't caught on any surveillance cameras. On October 26th, a text was sent from Donna's phone saying she had a good time on the date and would be home the next day. Eyewitness News stated they saw the text and it read, I will see you in the morning. The date went great. He's super nice. And I'll call you if I need anything. So that's what her dad said. It's this story is so weird. We just, I mean, we just have to keep going because it's weird. That's what her dad said. But the eyewitness news did confirm they actually saw the text. But again, remember, was there a date? Or did she leave because they got into an argument? Exactly. And it's not too it's not too hard to, you know, make you a fake number, send out some messages. They got apps for that kind of thing. I was gonna say there's literally apps you can use to use someone else's number. That is crazy. This story is weird, Shan. I know. 
Also, Donna's cell phone could not be traced, and she had no credit cards to trace either. And since I didn't mention earlier, her son was actually with his father during all this time. Um, and this is the abusive, uh, the abusive significant other, or is I don't know like... that. Nothing ever said that it was her baby daddy that was her abusive ex. So I don't know if it was the baby daddy or just an ex more recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Donna's grandmother said Donna told her she would be over on the 27th between 11 and 1130 for us to meet him. That struck me as odd, honestly, because meet the grandparents after one date. Like, geez, I mean, I don't know how fast Donna usually moved in relationships, but that seems really quick, right? Yes, especially for a blind date that you don't really know much about. Again, I don't know you like that. Yeah, like no matter how much I liked you, this is the first time I've ever met you. Yeah, you could be like crazy and like you meet my family and oh, well, now I have to like take you all out. Like what? Yeah, it's weird. So just to make sure we're all on the same page, Donna was last seen on the 25th. Donna spoke with her father and grandmother on the 26th and seemed to be okay and said she would be back on the 27th. So where did things go wrong, you ask? So on the- I'm asking this, yeah. <laughs> so on the website created for Donna, you can see there is a lot of digital evidence showing the routes taken from her online location history. And it goes up until about October 1 a.m. on October 27th. Donna went south into New Caney, Texas, or New Caney, and then returned back down Highway 59 to Cleveland, going out 105, making several stops on her way to spring. After many other stops, she went into the West Chase area in Harris County. And it's here in West Chase area around 290 in Houston that she just falls off the grid. So to kind of sum that up. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say not another uh, missing, you know, like, because the last one was kind of just nothing no no resolution no nothing just a missing person just completely Mm -hmm. gone yep and even worse like so basically to sum this up she's active on her phone like on facebook and stuff like that and we'll get into it a little more here in a little bit but she's active on facebook and everything and then out of nowhere is just not active that's what's weird about it to me the fact that you're looking at facebook one moment And the next moment, you just never touch your phone again. That just seems so weird, you know? It does. It does. That seems like like one of those slasher film kind of things. Like, oh, well, everything's peaceful at this moment. And it's it's just strange that she felt so comfortable and wherever she was that she was online, you know, she's active and then vanish. Yep. Now let's get into the weirdness that is her dad, Daryl. Now I, I... <laughs> right, Daryl. <laughs> nope. Now I don't want to full on act like he had anything to do with this because honestly, there's no evidence to say he did. But my conspiracy theory, crime, crazy brain can't help but to notice that some behavior of his are definitely weird. Now, I know we all handle situations differently, but I want to know what you think of this, Chris, because I just don't know. 
Okay, okay. I'm ready. So from everything I read, her father was a big part of wanting to find Donna and was cooperating with the police and looking for his daughter. And it's not clear how, when, or why, but it does seem there was some misleading information about why Donna left, like we said earlier. Daryl said his daughter left to go on a blind date. However, she really left because they had a fight and he told her to leave. This later came out to investigators. Now, to play devil's advocate, I don't think that is something I would want to admit to when my loved one goes missing. Um, you know, a lot of guilt you could carry with that. But my brain also says as a parent, I would not, I'd want to tell them everything just in case it can help find my daughter, you know? Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm just going to raise up a flag and I'm going to set that down because, <sighs> okay, so, so she is, he's, he's like the leading and looking for but this sounds reminiscent to a case from when i was younger you remember the casey anthony case where it was the mom she was mm. she was looking for a child but turns out boom you were you were actually the reason for your child's disappearance in the first place mm -hmm. you know what i mean well just like so many killers when they kill someone they are so active involved they're like can i help can i do anything or they're there at the you know the search in the grounds with all the people and come to find out later it was them the whole time that happens a lot sadly where where was it that i heard that there was a, a quote it was um for uh like the killer he'll always come back to the crime scene mm -hmm. some, I, yep. I forget where that is from yep they can't help it so at some point the media got a hold of the story and after the online tracking was completed for Donna, Daryl was somehow told that Donna had been found and she was with the man from Cleveland driving a red four-door car. Um, should be a good thing, right? Should be. Listen to how he acts about it and tell me what you think. So he then posted online expressing his frustration with his daughter for going missing. In his own words, she put everyone who loves her through hell without any regard to how we felt and the information we had led us to think something bad had happened to her. Now, I'm sorry, but this one is super odd to me. I remember when Susanna first went missing and me and her sister would talk about what we would do if she came back just out of nowhere. Uh, would we be mad, upset, or whatever? And the whole thing about it is, Thinking you've lost someone you love is so damn scary that if they came back, you may be upset, but you would just be so glad they weren't hurt. So him going off like that was like, damn, dude, calm down. <laughs> Have you even talked to her yet? Do you, or do you just not care? You know? I mean, cause it's like, uh, like, um, sometimes with people you've lost, you can sometimes feel like uh if only this was a joke like if only right. this was something that was, i'd give anything like, for them to just walk through the door and be okay like completely but uh, that's the thing with like someone who's completely gone so i don't understand a father being angry about his child missing or making it putting it on them like that's that's so selfish and honestly, right it's it's kind of disgusting like it's a disgusting way to act because you should feel lost this should mm -hmm. be your, your grieving, you know, like, oh, my, my yeah. child is missing. Like, uh, what do I, I just, he's, the dad is, uh, again, he has my flag and I'm, I'm going to continue to just believe that it may be, you know. 
I mean, it's almost like someone that wants this whole thing to just be solved and over with and everyone thinking she just ran off and is gone, right? Like, it's so quick, Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you just ran off. Oh, you know, and not even to like, I got to hear her voice first to know if she's really okay, you know? Yeah, I'm thinking if the dad is not the main cause, he at least knows what happened because there is no reason why you should act like that. It just doesn't really make sense to me. It's it's weird for sure. It's like a mystery mystery van like Scooby Doo episode. You're like the main villain. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it did turn out that the sighting could not be verified and Donna was in fact still missing. And at this point, it seemed many on social media didn't feel right about his posts and behavior either. Daryl had set up a GoFundMe account to raise money to find Donna, but social media accounts ended up saying he was planning to use the money for his own personal use, or specifically to fix his car. Oh my. Okay, either you're a sociopath or you were a murderer, my guy, because you... How the GoFundMe page, my immediate thought was that that's how he would use it. Like, I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you're going to raise money to look for your, that just doesn't really make sense. You would think that you would try to like raise awareness before. Or something. I mean, I definitely think that everyone in the media felt like we do, you know, it's just suspicious and weird. And you think the worst of his behavior because he's kind of exhibiting the worst behaviors, you know? And so everybody yeah, just is, is assuming the worst. Yeah, he's acting like a complete Daryl right now. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to anyone with the name Daryl who's actually a good person. It's not your fault, man. It's your parents' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Be mad That's at your father. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, guys, just to let you know, we are recording from different locations. So we are trying out a new system here. So that's why we can't look at each other and know we're talking over each other (laughs) Mm -hmm. but moving on um it also didn't help that oh wait for this part so it also didn't help that a private investigator from the houston area named shane stewart claimed the family had inconsistent stories and he was concerned her disappearance was being used for financial gain he also stated there was a heated argument between Daryl and Donna that probably was the cause of her disappearance. Stewart, however, believes Donna is alive, actually. So to me, immediately, if you remember, dad and grandma said something. I'd be interested to know if grandma is dad's mom, because that would make sense to me about people covering for people. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd be interested in that, too. I'm also like this sounds like I'm surprised there isn't a movie about this because usually like you know that that investigator comes out of nowhere he has like almost like an eye for this kind of thing he's reading everyone he's gauging the room he's picking the weak points like this is so movie and I'm I actually I agree with him I believe that she'd be alive as well because I again am sussing the dad heavy sus on dad because but I don't think the dad would kill his own daughter. Like that's a, that's a different level of low. So there is even Daryl. So there is actually a case, and I wish I could remember the names of it. Maybe I'll find it for later. But there's actually a case where it was 
a, a stepdad technically but basically the dad married a woman who had a daughter already and then they had another daughter and he was the mom died so he kept the daughter that was the mom's daughter are you with me yeah i'm with you okay cool and so when he but he was really cruel to her and really nice to the daughter you know he had or whatever and in the end he ended up the daughter goes missing the stepdaughter and he is like the same kind of situation actually he said like she had ran away and she had went to california and he convinced everyone that she was just a runaway and the whole time he had killed her That's actually a crazy story, and maybe one day I will talk about that one on here, but she's, well, maybe I'll still talk about it. It's not Texas, but it's a crazy story. Anywho, the point of this is, it does happen, and it's weird. I mean, didn't you love the mom too much to, like, hurt a part of her? Like, I'm I'm not understanding, just because it's not your child it's still a part of the mom and it's still just a child. Like you watch, right. you, you raised this, like it, it grew up. It doesn't matter that you're not blood related, that you're related in a deeper way. Oh my God. Right. And if you, he actually had been molesting her too, which was the real fucked up part. But if you don't want a kid, let them go to some, instead of hurting them and don't get me wrong. I know that the, Childcare systems are fucked and they don't help any more than anyone else does. But if you don't want a kid, instead of abusing them or hurting them, just give them up, you know, like don't torture a kid. I mean, like you said, it's just a kid. Yes. And I believe that with anyone, like just, just with anyone and pursuing a partner, whether it's male or female, I always analyze, are you a good mom? Like, like if I had a kid with you, would you be a good mom to mm-hmm. my kid? See, yep. now, like this is, uh, I just feel like you should like rate and really watch your partner and who you're choosing to have this precious baby, easily broken, like this, this new life. Yes. I'm... <sighs> but anywho, back to Donna. Um, again, Donna is 19. She's still young. And so whatever fight, you know, I can understand that she may be going through things and her dad is maybe not seeing eye to eye with her on the choices she's making and things like that. Um, And maybe they did argue. But what's weird to me is when you don't tell the truth. If you're just a dad that had an argument with your 19 year old, that just say that. We had an argument. I feel terrible. Something's happened to her and I feel terrible. When you keep things, what if you admitting that you had an argument can lead the police to something she did or a behavior they may have thought would, you know, would be more normal for someone upset or something, you know? I see. So you're saying basically like he may not have like physically done anything to her, harmed her in any way, but to lift suspicions off himself, if he did have an argument with her, he's not revealing that information to not further criminalize himself. Well, right. I mean, like, to me, if you didn't, if all that happened is you had an argument with your daughter and you had nothing to do with it, why wouldn't you just own up to the argument? Parents argue with their kids all the time. Yeah. Um, You know? Again, sus on the dad. Sus on the dad. And, you know, again, I want to say everybody has different personalities. Maybe just has a dickhead personality. Well, you know what? Let me not say that. Let me continue. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because it's either he's just he he's kind of like uh what is it called um 
you know, what what's that thing we call mom sometimes? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> uh, incredible is the ones I wonderful, can... <laughs> loving. Um, <laughs> where were you going with this, Chris? <laughs> that is too funny. What are you thinking? Um Oh my lord! It's like right there on the tip of my head. I just can't. I can't pull. I hate to say it, it, and she listen. It's it's unrelated to her. Actually, I just you know I like a not like a narcissist or anything. That that's not what you're talking about. Like (laughs) narcissistic. Um, not narcissistic. Um, what's the other one? There's involves social behaviors. Like this person is. They just can't. They can't feel another person. Like they just can't feel them from any. Like a sociopath. Yes, that exactly. <laughs> not not you, mom. Not you. <laughs> That's true. But don't worry, she doesn't listen. Uh, um, That's true. But yeah, no, totally. I mean, you'll see. That's look. I'm gonna go on and. The thing is, is some people, it reminds me almost of um, the Lacey, or Lacey Anthony. Wow, we were talking about Casey earlier. Um, The Lacey Peterson case with Scott Peterson. I don't know if you remember that, but we were kind of young during that time. So we just heard a little bit about it. But um, I think that's what happened to him. He made himself look so bad that even though there was absolutely not one single piece of real evidence tying him to the crime, he still got convicted and put on death row because people just hated him so much. You know what I mean? Like everything he did, you know, cheating and lying and all this, it just made him look like a terrible guy. And that's kind of how this is with the dad. Like he just does a bunch of dumb shit. Like shut the fuck up, dude, and find your kid. That's it. That's be humble or something. Because when you act like a dick, it makes you look like a dick. So are cops sussing him as well? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like for the most part, it's it's just news, social media, stuff like that. But if they are, they're not saying it either. So I don't know. But I guess let's see. So good old Daryl, Daddy Daryl, posted a message (laughs) on the Montgomery County Police Reporter website that I will link in the show notes. And it's kind of long, so I just wanted to read a piece of it here. This has been, um, oh, he says, this has been a parent's worst nightmare, and we are living it daily. We have been on such an emotional roller coaster that began on the first day and continues on a daily basis. There is an unbearable amount of pain, worry, and anguish that comes with something like this, and it stays with you every moment of every day. The worst part is not knowing if your child is safe or not. And right there, I was like, Daddy Daryl, you did good. That is good. Just be quiet. But he couldn't be quiet. He had to then say this. Additionally, I was cruelly slandered and criticized by cyber bullies on social media for these cries for help. It is no secret that my vehicle was in need of repairs at the time Donna went missing. I also, being the sole provider for my family, had to take many days off of work to search for her as well as track her last known movements. Therefore, a GoFundMe account was put in place asking for help. Rumors and slander became so numerous that the GoFundMe was 
wow, rumors and slander became so numerous that GoFundMe was contacted. And as a result, there was a hold placed on all funds while a fraud investigation was conducted. I have since been cleared of any wrongdoing and all funds have since been released back into the account. However, due to the accusations and cruel rumors, I decided not to use one dime of the $390 that was raised. I never desired to profit from Donna's disappearance and I would give all of my worldly possessions just to have her home safe. I only want to find my daughter and I'm desperate for help. Now, I I advise you all to go read the whole thing so you can take from it your own opinions, but it only fueled my earlier feelings. You go to make a post for your missing daughter and you can't help but to talk about you. Dude, get over it. You know how many people falsely are falsely convicted? Um, you know they get called names and it never no one ever when they're proven to be innocent, nobody ever takes those names back or you know or how many families get tormented for the horrible crimes their family members committed, just get over it. His only focus should be finding his daughter to me. Yeah. I So part of me wants to feel bad because it's like, oh man, like, because I was just, I was sussing Daddy Daryl hard. I was sussing him so hard. But then, <laughs> I, you know, like, I mean... I want to feel bad because like, okay, as a, as a dad, you know, you're, the, you're her parent for you to be the one that's being sussed as someone who would do harm to her. I, I want to feel bad for you because that's like, dang, I wouldn't, I wouldn't the worst want that situ- like on right. top of, you know, like on top of grieving my daughter. Now I'm the one to blame for this. Like, are you serious? But at the same time, daddy Daryl, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the main that's narcissism right there. You took it back to you. I mean, even though you're going through that, we kind of have to go through that in silence, you know? Yeah. Like you think you would put that to the back burner and just uplift her, like the missing. So, right. But then it's like, you also do have to defend yourself because you are here, but it's it's conflict, it's it's conflicting principles. I don't think that, I feel like those were two separate messages, you know? Like, save mm-hmm. the other one for later on down the line. You can't put them in the same note. Because that's like, that's like me saying, like doing something wrong to you and being like, Shan, I'm sorry. But then immediately after that being like, but you shouldn't have been coming <laughs> exactly. like that. You know, like, exactly. no, that's you not just an apology. Summed it up. Those are those people that are like, I'm not racist, but. <laughs> yep, know? already right there. Like, yeah, you're, you're racist. You're racist, like, I'm you sorry. Know, um, it's, again, I feel like with him do i think he did this i don't i don't know i don't think so but when you have this type of a personality nobody likes an asshole that just has you know what i mean like it's it's like game of thrones you know you watch it and as soon as joffrey died it's it should be messed up because he's a young young guy right but you're like yes we yes. were so happy. Finally. It was the best day ever. We had ice cream. <laughs> Finally. Fuck For Joffrey. seasons. <laughs> but, that's so true. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like he dug himself in this hole. And again, I don't even think, I, I don't want to say I don't think he had anything to do with it because there are no answers. But I don't think he did. But he dug himself in this hole of suspicion because nobody likes yeah. an asshole. They don't. Um I, Daryl, if if any Daryls are listening and they feel offended, 
I want to say this this isn't all y'all. I hope I hope for humanity's sake this isn't all Daryl's. I don't. You know, let me think. Do I know a Daryl? I think I knew a Daryl one time. I think I don't really know him too well. He was a Daryl though, you know. But Daryl has claimed that during the time he was looking for Donna full time, he found out that the police had not followed up on any leads and it took them three months to speak to Donna's abusive ex-boyfriend. But he did end up passing a polygraph test. And they never even mentioned if Daddy Daryl took a polygraph. So I guess the police must not have suspected him at all. That is, that's very strange that they wouldn't. I mean... Wait a second. This is Texas? Mm-hmm. Okay. This makes a lot more sense. This makes <laughs> a lot more sense. Uh, Texas is backwards sometimes. Oh, yeah. All of our cases are in Texas. And are any of them solved? <laughs> the only no, one solved no. is Dana Dodd. And that took, what, 12 years? Oh, uh, give or take. <laughs> you know literally that's, our that's whole sad. our whole forgotten friday segment is based on missing person cases in texas so solving murder or missing cases i should say because we don't know what they are but solving those doesn't seem to be the biggest priority or it's just really hard here for some reason when i mean with any murder you can kind of kind of at least guesstimate like your few suspects who because, I mean, the dad at least deserved a little bit of sus. Just a little bit. Just enough to at least, uh, where were you the night this happened? What were you doing? What was your thought? What was your train of mind? Are you, well, especially are you- because the boys, and I don't think we've got to it yet, but the guys that dropped her off said they dropped her off at the end of her dad's driveway. So, obviously, we have to take that with a grain of salt, and we'll come to that here in a minute. But if that, But that also should put suspicion on the dad. We should need to have suspicion on everyone that was involved with her last. If she was dropped off at the driveway and at her dad's house, then her dad's the only person that would have seen her. Mm-hmm. And we then, because if a lie is ever brought up in any instance, there's something being hidden. There's something that you're lying to cover up. So it's like the fact that the dad is the lying party here also, I'm sorry, Daryl. I want to feel bad for you. I really do, but I can't. Mm. So Donna took no ID, no money, no credit cards, and no extra clothes with her. Daryl originally thought she had her wallet, but he found it a few weeks later in his car. I do want to mention again that Daddy Daryl did spend all of his time looking for Donna up until he had no choice but to go back to work. He actually made four binders worth of leads and info on suspects. He tried to give them to the cops, but they would not take what he found, according to Daryl. He also claimed there were people that threatened her the day she went missing and prior to that, but the police have no con- have not confirmed this. So any everything he just said, the police have not confirmed, just to be clear on that. Okay. It's Bring a little better. Back. Daddy Darrow, I think I got you red-handed. I want to say I got you red-handed. I want to say that this is my clue aha moment. Um, Mrs. Peacock in the in the in the in the kitchen with a <laughs> candlestick. This is that for me. Because you 
you suspected that she took her wallet with her, but where does it happen to be in your truck? I would yeah. like to know if there was any money in that prior and if that money is now gone and missing because I wouldn't spend a dime of that money if I actually was concerned for my daughter. And the fact that that's found in your truck and you you're, you thought she took it with her, that sounds like a mishap on your part. Like you, you thought you got rid of that, you know, like that's something you didn't know was there, you know? Right. And not even just that, but you mean to tell me she left to go somewhere where she didn't take her wallet and ID um, and money. And to me, that sounds like if she did leave, she must have came back because at some point she needed to get in his car. And that's why she took her wallet in there. Why else would her wallet be in there? I just don't know if I believe that she just left without a, a wallet, you know, like with, I mean, what if you go and I don't know. I don't know. What if she want to buy what cigarettes? What if the guy doesn't want to pay? You know, like what if the or guy something. gets there and he's trying to go half seas, you know, like, okay, uh, I can't. I left my wallet at the house thinking you'd be a gentleman. I, I don't, I don't trust this story. No, no one leaves without a, a means to pay. That's like your way of like making sure all is handled. Nothing mm-hmm. is more scary than getting somewhere and, oh, I can't pay for this. That is scary. Right. You don't want that. So it wasn't until late in the investigation that the two men that picked Donna up were questioned. They again claimed they dropped her off at the beginning of the driveway to her dad's house and drove off. Now, this is why I say it's all crazy. If the assumption is that she was kidnapped by the quote unquote date, then how did she end up with the two men later that night? Since it's not mentioned, I'm assuming neither of the men were the blind date, unless the police are just truly doing really shitty police work. Wait a second. Wasn't... Tell me something. Uh, This could just be something I saw on a TV show or something. Wasn't there a a case where, like, um, someone went on a blind date and it turned out to be the parent? Isn't that a thing? That would be weird. I've never mm-hmm. seen that, but that would be weird. Like it was a complete <laughs> setup. That wasn't a thing. That would be messed up, man. Wasn't I it know a there... bullying situation. Maybe that's. <laughs> and I think it was the mom, and it was like just really fucked up. Like it was just a really messed up situation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And honestly, her dad is an asshole. So <sighs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And knowing Texas, this could be some backwoods town out there, like, you know, like they've never seen like city lights or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows uh, each other. I do question, though, if the fight is real and that's the cause of her leaving, then why did she send her dad and grandma the super happy messages about the date? Mm-hmm. And also, why does the PI think the family was suspicious and not giving true information? See, that to me, those two things bother me. Because one, I think, I think like that. I think, you know, why did she send those happy messages? That means that it couldn't have had anything to do with the dad. But then I also think the PI said that they were lying. And we just got done saying how easy it is to text a text, you know, and make it look like it's someone else's yeah. number. But again, I have to hope that the police are investigating, like, what the fuck are these police officers doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to, but then it's like, 
maybe they're giving Daryl the benefit of the doubt. If this is a small backwoods town in Texas and everyone knows each other, then that means these cops know Daryl as well. Like they know the family as well, you know? So it, it could be that kind of situation. And at the same time, who would really like me personally, I would like to live in a world where I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah. The parent killed their child. Right. That, yeah. That Why? is literally the worst thing you could think. Um, uh, and, you know, and you know what's messed up, Shan, is that people are so impressed pre- uh, in Texas about abortion. But if that was the case, that would be uh, actual, like, you know, like a grown up child who was murdered. Like, oh, know? yeah. They only care about the baby when a woman needs to carry it. They don't care about the babies when they're alive. When they're I mean, look at Texas foster care system. Come on. They don't care. Um, the number cool. of missing person cases, especially like you know what imagine being like imagine being a a girl fetus in texas that's born knowing that you have less rights as a human than you do as a fetus Mm. but i'll just walk outside at night without feeling like you're going to go missing and if you do we'll never find literally (laughs) but you know what though i'm gonna tell your story don't you worry And the idea that she is alive just doesn't sit right with me. Every report I read claimed she was an incredible mother, dedicated to her son. Plus the usual, she didn't take anything to start a new life. They never take anything to start. What are they doing? Living on the street? No way. And again, I I completely forgot about the child she has. Another, Another one of these cases where it's like, I can't believe she just vanished. And she was in the child's life not too long ago. Like, you can't do that. There's no way. Especially with no sign of, like, if you've done this before, if, oh, yeah, she just runs off. Yeah. Then that's one thing. But these, this this has never happened before. Mm Mm-hmm. Complete change of character. It doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. Now, I want to remind you, either shortly before or shortly after midnight on October 26th, Donna's Facebook account accepted friendship requests from the two men. She was active online in the early morning hours of October 27, searching for friends on Facebook and search terms on Google. So honestly, even though Daddy uh, Daryl doesn't seem that great, my biggest theory is the two men she was with. Because in her travel log, she added them on Facebook a little, little after midnight, and then completely goes off the grid at 1 a.m. That, to me, says she was in the car with them, adding them while driving around, maybe smoking or something. Then suddenly, um, sadly, they likely pulled over, attacked her, and that's why her trail just goes cold like that out of nowhere. But I have to assume the cops were thinking this too, right? And they must have somehow cleared them. I need more information. Did they check the car for blood? Did they have an alibi for that time? Like, what the fuck? Where are their phone pings, you know, at that time? I'm, I'm scratching my head on this one because these are several leads that if not ventured, that means that they're just, they've gone cold. But why? Because this is enough of reason for me to suspect a person. I mean, yeah. Stopped in Texas for just a hint of a smell of marijuana coming out of your vehicle. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can, oh, oh my, but you mean to tell me that these two 
we're seen with a miss with a now missing person and they're not they're not they're not suspicious that's not like how to me it's like the the people who should be under suspicion are them number one and daddy d number two and not because i think daddy did it daddy d did it but because that is the only explanation either she was with them or she got dropped off at that um, driveway. But obviously her being online, adding them should have showed where she was pinging at that time. So was she right? Well, we already know she was riding up and down the highway and stuff. So she wasn't at daddy D's then, right? It doesn't that sum that up. That should, that should. So that means it, it can only be the two dudes. It doesn't make sense. For why Daddy Daryl is acting weird. like this? Like, why I are you know. acting so strange? Why are you lying, bro? Like, do you know, know these two men? Is did they threaten you? Are you are you scared for your life and well being? But if these two men did any, I, you know, when you watch like Taken and all that, that is exactly how I feel. I am like, even if it killed me. <laughs> I would make sure that, you know, something happened to these two men if I knew they did something to my... You I'm know? not gonna, like... I'm just saying, I would make sure something happened. I don't even want to talk about it because it'll get real dark up in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say, mm, I will find you. <laughs> but, you know, um, all that being said, what is your final theory? What is your, where have your red flags pointed you? What do you think? Um, so my initial red flag on Daddy Daryl is, is still there. Honestly, it really is because we have wallet and vehicle. We mm. have lies and we have mm. lies being covered. And then we have that mm. Facebook post, which is, it's, a, it's a, start off really nice. And I was like, yeah, Daddy Daryl holding it down, holding it down you for know? his daughter Donna. Yes. I mean, Daddy Daryl. And then he's just like. Names. <laughs> y'all are DD. Like, that could be the cutest father daughter combination, like DD, DD back again, you know? Like, but no, like, nobody was attacking you like that, bro. Nobody was. At- it honestly sounds like you're hiding something. But then you have the two men. So I honestly, what I'm going to say is I feel like Daddy Daryl is either a fearful of these two men or in cahoots with these two men and these two, or he knows them. There's some sort of familiarity between them because there is no way. And another thing, though, I do not have a daughter. If it was my niece and she came with two men and she was like, I'm going to ride off at night with them. I would like to live in a world where I could be like, okay, sure, go ahead. That sounds so nice. Hell no. no. Hell, let me go with you. If you're going, yeah. let the, me go The with. audacity of them to think they can even take you, like, no. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I but have... If, then what if Daddy Darrow is kicking her out? These two men are there. Go then. Get out. Boom. She's leaving. I'm and that's saying. why, and maybe he just feels the guilt and that's why he's mm-hmm. a dick bag. Because he relinquished his daughter onto these two men, not thinking about his daughter's safety and, and well-being. she never came back. God 
uh, I hope so. for all Daryl's every. I hope this Daryl <laughs> did the right thing. That's all I'm saying. Let this be a lesson to thoughts, you, other Daryls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I don't know. It's all so weird to me. I feel like what's the motive to her dad doing anything to her? There really isn't one. Um, I feel like it's probably more likely these two men just just hanging out with them and they just probably attacked her and then got rid of her because of it. Um, I don't know. There's no answers. I had thought motive. And all throughout, you know, Daryl's whole spiel, everything comes back to finance. He Mm -hmm. is head of his household. The car needs to money, you know, like finances, everything. I could see it. And that's where the GoFundMe came into play. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, let me see how much money I can get out of this situation. Though he could have just been doing that for own personal gain and just turned his daughter's dilemma into a financial gain either way and mm-hmm. had no care for his daughter whatsoever. That's also a, a willing theory, but I'm, I'm going to take it more. It'll never I'm, sit uh, right with me that he so easily was like, oh, I knew you were okay. I can't believe you would make us feel this. And not like, want to talk to her first usually when you're hit with that fear of a child missing or or lost you and and it's luckily uh you know a false alarm you always want to i don't know it's just something about like checking then and checking like wait i need to see her first like i'm glad to hear she's okay but i need to hear from my daughter i'm scared i want to hug her this scared me you know yeah yeah not that i'm mad it's so weird yeah i see what you're saying because i would like again but that's why i can also feel that the cops would not suss him because you would like to think that his you know like humanity you could not do anything bad to your own child but several times and that's why i brought up casey anthony earlier times these people who were not fit to be parents in the first place are put in control of a chart uh, of a child and it's like it goes so mm-hmm. bad but then i would like to think that that's wrong and that this person was actually a decent father and he had mm-hmm. nothing but good intentions for his daughter that's just my human side but there's also that side that i know exists out there and it's that that can like that's the reason why these things are possible people going missing yeah. people being hurt is because of these people who just can't feel that you know yeah and sadly, either way, Donna has never been heard from again. Um, she was 19 years old. Uh, she was about five to five two, five. I didn't say that right. She was about five feet tall to five two, about 133 pounds. She was wearing a burgundy t-shirt, blue jeans with a hole in the back right side pocket, and white canvas shoes, and carrying a hard phone case that functioned also as a wallet. She's a Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes. Um, her ears are pierced. Her nose is pierced on the right side. She has the following tattoos, a diamond on her right ring finger, a cross on her right index finger, the words love is enough on her collarbone, and the word faith and cursive on the inside of her right forearm, and a crown on the inside of her forearm. Also, scripture writing on her back, 
on the right shoulder blade that read, God is within her, she will not fail. She had deep dimples in both cheeks. And her tattoos are pretty noticeable. There's a lot of them, and they're big ones. So if you look up a picture of her, you'll see um, she's a pretty girl, big old dimples. If you have any information on Donna's case, contact the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, 936 760 And that is all I have for us today on Forgotten Fridays. Catch me in D Tuesday on Too Badic Tuesdays and add us on Instagram, Too Badic Podcasts. And uh, I would just like to say that, uh, as always, it has been a pleasure working with you, Shan, and exploring this case as well as, you know, really being able to diagnose just as humans, other human actions and why they may have done certain things. Um, but to Donna, um, I know that, you know, uh, scripture was on her back. So I would like to say that I hope God is with you if you are still out there and you're still, you know, pressuring, pressuring through. I, I hope that the storm passes and that things get better. But if not, I hope for justice. For you and other people who have experienced the same thing. Hell um, yes. For everyone on Forgotten Fridays. Yes. But as always, now that me and Chris have managed to find a way to record from different locations, you will mm. be here every Friday, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. I know hey. everyone's cheering. Hey. <laughs> I should add a... but of course as always catch us next week on forgotten fridays guys um and add us on two baddies podcast bye bye guys